You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and I was scrolling through Instagram. I was scrolling through the old IG, and I saw a post, and the post gathered, I mean, it really got my attention. So my Ronnie Allen, he's a trainer at one of the gyms that I uh, have. He put a post out. It said, too many people out here are attached to everything but committed to nothing. And I thought, my goodness, that's I want to I want to talk about that. I want to talk, I have so many feelings, my feels. I was in my feels at the moment when I read that. People are attached to everything and committed to nothing. Now, what does that mean in light of fitness? Right? Because that's what we're talking about. And I think the, the real answer, the good answer and the right answer is that for the beginners, that's exactly how it should be. As a beginning trainer and as a beginner going into fitness, you kind of need to be attached to everything. You need to try everything, see what's out there, get yourself into some group classes and you know practice your weightlifting, try your high intensity stuff, maybe take some yoga classes, try a bit of Pilates. There are a lot of things out there to try. I like to think of it as like college. College is a great example. First two years are general education courses. So take your general courses, take your general ed, see what all is out there. And then you start to, to find your footing and who you are and who you want to be and what you want to do. And we do that in this profession. Who are we? Who do we want to be? And what do we want to do? And we're going to explore our interests. So exploring our interest is something that we need to do. And what I'm not saying, what I, what I am saying and what I'm not saying. So here's what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is explore your client's interests and then learn how to train that way to make your clients happy. That is not what I'm saying. I'm talking about you exploring your interest as a professional. So that way you don't have to cater your style, your system, or your vibe to other people and continue to be a generalist. You can now focus on something that's your thing. It's your interest. So I'll, I'll say that, I don't know, probably 15 years ago, mine was corrective exercise. I was, I was like, this is it. And, you know, corrective exercise is relatively new to the fitness professional. And I loved doing the assessments. I love doing an overhead squat assessment and seeing what was going on. And then, all right, well, now that squat with the heels up and now put your heels back down, put your hands on your hips and squat again. All right, now heels up, hands down, squat again. Now let's do a single leg squat assessment. Let me see, are the feet out, are the knees in? Did your body rotate on the way down? Is there a hip hike? Is there a shift? I love that stuff. Not just pointing out what's going on in the assessment. But I also said, okay, well now when that happens, here's what I do. I loved it. I lived it. I had trainers coming up to me. The trainers were asking me, Rick, hey, can you help me out? Can you look at my squat? Can you check me out with this? And then it became pretty impressive. So the trainers would sometimes refer their clients to me for a session or two. You know, trainers don't want to be handing their sessions over. But you know, if I could help out with their clients for a little bit, then they'd be more than happy to to send them over to meet with me and do a session or two. And then I had the, you know, where I was at the time where we had a gym and the sale and we had memberships, right? So the salespeople would introduce themselves to people and walk them through the gym and let me learn a little bit more about you and exercise. And 
they would say, you know, do you have anything that might limit your ability to exercise? You might get somebody rolling their shoulder. I got the whole shoulder thing or I did something to my back. And after a while, even the salespeople were like, oh, you should train with Rick. You should at least meet Rick. Let me introduce you to him. And they, they were doing all the work for me. I didn't have to sell any personal training sessions because everybody was selling training on my behalf for me. Why? Because I was a specialist. It was something that it was my focus. And we had a guy there that was an ultra marathoner and he had done, I remember he had done a double, uh, he had done a half Ironman. And the next thing he did was a double Ironman because the half Ironman wasn't hard enough. And I thought, why would you just, why wouldn't you just go right to a regular Ironman first and test the waters out? But, you know, people like Josh Zittimer, who did this, uh, my friend and uh, colleague for a long time, he said, no, I'm going to do a double. And he did. Let me tell you something. Anybody wanted to come to me about triathlons, anybody wanted to come to me about biking, running, or swimming individually, boom, I sent them out to Josh, not my specialty, not what I focused on. And though I could train them and give them good workouts, I wouldn't be able to train them for what they really wanted, what their true outcomes were. And they could have a fitness coach who was also under, he also understood the skills portion of it. As a skills coach, you could understand that as well. So I specialized. And then, and then I specialized even more. I started focusing on low back and hips and shoulders and, and went back to school and got my master's in exercise science. And I started uh, took a track on performance enhancement and injury prevention because I was working with athletes at the time. I wanted to get better working with athletes and I wanted to minimize and prevent injuries as best as I could. And then I ended up going back to school again for massage therapy because there's only so much that a foam roller could do. And I thought, well, if I could actually put my hands on people legally, work with them, touch them and manipulate the tissue. And so I, I'm taking my scope and I'm narrowing and I'm narrowing and I'm narrowing more and more and more to what I can do and trying to become committed to something instead of attached to everything. And I don't mind that. I think, you know, there there's general education in college too, but most of the times we go to school and we focus on something. And I think in fitness, you need to be able to do a lot of things. So don't get me wrong. You need to be able to do a lot of things, but what's your specialty? What's your focus? What's the thing that makes you get up in the morning? Because if it's not what you're doing, you need to start creating a drive for yourself you need to start delivering for yourself. Who are you in fitness? Who do you want to be? How would you like to see yourself? And I am not talking about becoming a fit fluencer. I'm not saying who do you want to be because you want to be seen by people and you want people to double tap on your pictures that you post and you want a blue check next to your name. So I want to talking about, right? I don't, that's not a skill set. That's a happenstance. It's something that you develop regardless of skill. And I know that because the majority of people in fitness that I see with a blue check next to their name is regardless of skill set. So that's a, that's a marketing and it's branding. What do you want as your skill set as a fitness professional? What do you want your focus to be? And it could be all sorts of things, but you know, after a while, 
you you develop a skill set and you start saying, what's the lane that I want to spend most of my time in and focus most of my direction to? And for a long time, again, though, for me, that was corrective exercise. And then a few years ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And then all of a sudden, from corrective exercise, I shift out of focusing on that lane and I start studying and learning more about type 2 diabetes and about what is the ideology of it? Like, how, how does it happen? How did I get it? How does that happen? And then how can I help other people better experiencing it? And then I started learning a lot about my misconceptions and what I thought I knew about diabetes, which was really in many cases, not true. Why people get it, how they get it. And then I started learning more about sedentary behaviors and that was a big deal to me because I'm a fitness professional. So I'm looking at sedentary behaviors and they're linked to type two diabetes. And I thought, well, this is really what I'm interested in. There's so many people that I can help with fitness and movement. And here I am a personal trainer focusing so much on getting people to work out with me. I need to spend more time on making sure that they are working out without me and not just working out, that's the wrong term, like being active and moving throughout the day. Movement is medicine, getting up and moving. And so I switch my direction, I switch my focus, and now I'm focusing on sedentary behavior and how this impacts health and wellness. But it's not about me. That's me as an example to talk about you and who you are and what you wanna do and how you wanna develop. How you wanna develop as a fitness professional Look, I know a guy, a business partner that we just started working together on a project, opening another fitness facility in Soho. And uh, his name is Daryl and, you know, was football player um, and the college level was at the NFL for a bit. And then he started as a trainer and he had been a trainer for a long time. And then over time, he started focusing on what his path is which blew me away. He's a Pilates instructor. And I was like, get at that, shut the front door. A Pilates instructor? For real? For real. That's who he is, that's what he does, that is his focus, that's his lane that he wants to be in. Why? Because it helped him. He found that that was something that worked for him. It helped him out with some of the things that was going on in his body. And then he found that he could use that to benefit other people. And there's a story there, right? College football player, NFL, and then Pilates instructor. And there's something powerful and interesting about that that can draw people to him. So I think that that's some Olympic lifting is another one. A lot of people like doing Olympic lifts. It's big in some of the gyms that are around here in New York City. Kettlebells is another thing. I got to be honest. Uh, years ago, when kettlebell started making uh, it, its initial simmer and bubble, I thought this is not gonna last. This is this is the same. You can you can swing a dumbbell. Why don't you swing? We already have dumbbells. Um, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was bad forecasting on my my part. And now uh, kettlebells are all the rage, all my gyms, I have the set of dumbbells and set of kettlebells. We have two different things and they are used in different ways. Are they interchangeable? They can be. But one of those tools just suits those movements better and you can focus on that. And I know some people that focus on individual tools, right? Like they focus on tools like kettlebells. 
they focus on tools like TRX. That's their favorite thing because it can go anywhere with them. Some people focus on body weight exercises. And I think that's interesting. And I think those are well, but as opposed to focusing on a single, a singular tool, more about like, what's a broader brush that you could paint with. So for instance, are you interested in nutrition? And then maybe nutrition coaching is the right play for you. And why is that? And a lot of people are into nutrition coaching because first of all, you know, if you want most likely to become uh, a weight loss specialist, and that's one of the top reasons that people come to fitness professionals, it's because they want to lose weight. So if you want to be a weight loss specialist, then becoming a nutrition coach is going to be an integral part of what you do as a fitness professional. And as many of us know, it is not the exercise that is the best at helping people lose weight. And it, the nutrition is the strongest component of that. And then the combination of nutrition and exercise bolsters that even more. And the one thing we do know about exercise is that there's more stick to itness for people who start to build a strong exercise base than people who just try to diet and switch how they eat. So, Becoming a nutrition coach might be something that you could do. Or what about behavior change around fitness? The decisions we make and the what we do. So do I work with people because I want them to get better at making the right decisions? And why is that important to me? Because maybe that's something that I had to take on to myself. I had to learn how to coach myself or learn how to coach a loved one that's having a hard time. And that becomes my driving goal. That's my driver. That's what drives me. Performance coaching might be something. Training. Performance training. What about skills? There's skills that just like lifting skills, becoming like the technique coach on lifts or spotting or cueing. I think this is good. There's a, there's a guy named Nick Winkleman who has become like the cueing specialist. And it's fantastic. I love the cueing stuff. And he does a great job with his cues and how to direct people to certain things. And this is a valuable thing. What do you want to do and who do you want to be as a fitness professional? And you don't have to go into corrective exercise like I did. And there are a lot of paths that you can do too through NASM. I mean, NASM offers a lot of things like um, a certified uh, nutrition coach and um, they have the MMA conditioning specialist and the a corrective exercise specialist, performance enhancement specialist. They have all of these specializations, and I think they're great. But I'm also not directing you to there, right? I'm talking about, do you like Pilates and do you like yoga? Do you like um, Olympic lifting? And there are a lot of ways to direct your focus and your attention that really helps you get more comfortable in your path as a fitness professional. And here's the thing, and this is why it's important, because once you identify who you are and how you work with people, and what you're not trying to do is not saying, oh, you want that? Let me see if I can go deliver that with my current skill set. Oh, you like that? And that's totally different. So let me see if I can adjust who I am and my areas of expertise around you. And I start bouncing around everywhere, trying to be all things to all people, and yet, that's a tough thing to do. And so when you can identify who you are and your specialty, then you're at the beginning phases of developing who you are 
as a brand and how you can then market yourself. So instead of looking to feel, fill these gaps where everybody is, you are now drawing people to you based on your skill set. People are drawn to you and people then direct clients to you because of your skill set. So now I can go in and maybe you're on social media and you want people to know who you are. You start developing that and you start marketing that. And then your market laid out with all of the individuals that you think would be interested in your skill set, and you direct your message to those people. And then let those people come to you. Marketing's really difficult to do when you don't know who you're marketing to. And if you market to everybody, you usually market to nobody. So get a stronger feel, a sense of identity for who you are as a trainer, what you want to do, how you would like to be known and what you would like to be known for and develop that, refine it, strengthen it, bolster it, and then market the ever living out of that thing. Because once you start to market yourself, when you know who you are and who you want to work with, then you can start to develop that importance of branding and promotion and getting people to come to you as you explore your interest as a CPT and who you are and who you want to be. All right. I hope that you found this. Uh, I don't know. It's just inspirational. It's funny because Ronnie posted that post about uh, a day or two ago about being attached to everything and committed to nothing. And I thought there's so much, so much wrapped up in that statement. Deep. That's deep, Ronnie. You went in deep. And so I wanted to, to use that as a topic to, to discuss with you and just maybe a shot in the arm for you to go, you know what, it is time for me to, to really nail down who I am and who I want to be as a fitness professional, who I work with. And that who I work with is part of your messaging and it's part of your branding. And I hope that uh, you found that helpful. If you have questions about any of this, you want to maybe learn a bit more about how you can get into focusing on you and your specialization or how to market yourself, then maybe those will be additional um, CPT podcasts that we can get into. So if so, shoot me a message at DM on, on Instagram at dr.rickritchie. I'd be happy to, to get your feedback and know if this is uh, a direction that we want to continue exploring. You can also email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.